Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Things had been quiet recently on the Line 5 front. This just turned into an international dispute between Canada and the U.S., more specifically, I guess, Canada and Michigan. The Line 5 pipeline is a very important project, as we've talked about before, uh, in a lot of different ways. Now, it starts in Canada, runs through the U.S., and ends up going back up into Canada, Ontario specifically. But along the way, passes through Michigan. Michigan's governor vowed to shut down this pipeline. Concern about uh, the the risk to the uh, Straits of Mackinac, which runs between uh, Lake Michigan and, and Lake Huron. Now, Enbridge uh, has pledged to update the pipeline uh, to ensure that that risk can be minimized, if not eliminated altogether. Uh, but that hasn't been enough to, to convince the governor that this pipeline should continue to exist. So as mentioned, she had moved to begin trying to shut it down, ordered it shut down in November of 2020. Uh, big decision yesterday that brings this issue back to the forefront. Uh, a Michigan judge uh, issuing a ruling in support of Enbridge, the owner of this pipeline. In fact, it's the second time in nine months that this judge has ruled in favor of Enbridge. So we'll talk about what the decision means, where this all goes from here uh, in our conversation here with Dennis McConaughey, a retired uh, TC Energy executive, uh, author and commentator on energy policy in Canada, including the book Breakdown, the Pipeline Debate and the Threat to Canada's Future. Much more at the website Dialogues on Canadian Energy, D-O-C-E dot C-A. Dennis, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you, Rob. Anything surprising to you about this decision yesterday, first of all? No, not at all. The uh, <clears throat> the <clears throat> procedural issue at stake was whether or not a separate uh, legal action would be allowed to stand that would have had the whole issue uh, adjudicated in Michigan state courts instead of federal courts, yeah. uh, where federal courts, of course, are viewed as inherently uh, more going to recognize the international implications uh, of taking this uh, pipeline out of service uh, and that the status quo on line five would, would, would persist. Uh, so this was essentially a, a second legal gambit by the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer, and her uh, attorney general. Um, the issue was decided by, as you pointed out, by the same administrative law judge in the state of Michigan uh, that had rejected their first attempt to gain jurisdiction. So, uh, as a matter of stand now, uh, line fine continues to operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, crude oil and, uh, products like propane and butane will continue to move in the line, come into southern, uh, southwestern Ontario at Sarnia, but also supply significant portions of refinery infrastructure in the upper Midwest and the United States. And in the case of products like propane, keep a lot of the northern peninsula of Michigan adequately supplied. Uh, so this is a another a ruling of for sanity, but it doesn't mean that if this governor, who by the way is running for re-election in this November, 
is reelected. Uh, I would guess that her efforts to get Line 9 shut down will continue to persist um, uh, if she does, in fact, get reelected in November. Yeah, but when it comes to, to jurisdiction, and, and obviously this was about court's jurisdiction, but in terms of government jurisdiction here, I mean, you know, isn't this uh, an issue between, you know, the Canadian government and the American government? Does does the state of Michigan have a direct say here? Well, of course, this was all a part of how utterly audacious and misguided the governor of Michigan's efforts were. Not only um, uh, do the facts uh, recognize, would have to recognize that this is a pipeline that serves both countries. And moreover, the two countries back in the 1970s signed a treaty uh, back in the, you know, the 1970 energy crisis that was intended to ensure that neither country took actions which were going to jeopardize the energy security of the other country. And that time, that was more in the context of ensuring that Canada wouldn't stop uh, unreasonably uh, crude oil or natural gas exports to the United States. But that same treaty was still in effect. It was invoked by Canada. And, of course, the Biden administration, I think, was really relying on the courts to do their work for them here, which they, in fact, have done, uh, without you know the Biden administration having to get more uh, overtly aggressive in you know reaffirming that this piece of pipeline infrastructure cannot simply be quote shut down causing disruptions to to both countries but would would really send fuel markets in Ontario into real chaos um so again uh your points should be obvious to anyone this is an inherently a piece of infrastructure that should be regulated at the federal level in the United States in full recognition of their international commitments to Canada, and not in a state led by a governor who really has as, has had as part of her political agenda the desire to shut this thing down, not based on any high probability that this existing line would be ruptured, would leak, uh, cause irremediable environmental damage. Uh, all of those were very low probabilities. All competent regulators would reaffirm that point, as they have done, frankly, since the late 1950s when this pipe was put in the ground. I also think it's important for your listeners to know, Rob, that Enbridge is trying to replace the existing pipeline uh, configuration with building a tunnel underneath the Straits of Mackinac, where a new pipe that would replace the existing one would be um, located to provide even more uh, protection and minimize any future uh, um, possibility of a rupture. Now, that project is grinding through its environmental review process, but probably wouldn't be in place until maybe 2028. So, in fact, uh, preserving the status quo on line five is is rational, necessary, and um, again, uh, we can only think that so far federal courts uh, in Michigan that have addressed this issue have rebuffed these efforts by the Whitmer administration. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, and, and it's important to note, I mean, this isn't just a pipeline to Michigan. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think, you know, Canadians largely understand that by this point, given all the focus. But I mean, you know, th- this is obviously this is crucial to Ontario, by extension, Quebec. This is crucial to many other Midwestern states, both in terms of supplying energy, feeding refineries. Uh, so it, it, it would put right? it would put Ontario into chaos in yeah. terms of how it would replace the amount of volumes that go through line five on the Enbridge system. So you would have a run up in. Jet fuel, you'd have a run-up in gasoline, diesel, uh, all the, 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 the you know liquid products that everyone still has to use to keep Ontario moving. And, and most of the burden would fall on Ontario. But it would also, as I pointed out, dislocate certain refineries supply to upper, upper Midwest refineries and certainly uh, those parts of Michigan relying on propane supply through this line as well. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, obviously it's important for producers here. I, I know there's some Albertans who take the more cynical approach and say, well, fine, yeah, let's shut it down, and, and we'll see how everybody likes that. But, you know, this is crucial for, for producers here, isn't it? Well, it's crucial for uh, producers, but it should be crucial to all Albertans to recognize that, you know, existing energy systems are not going to change overnight, that the world still requires petroleum products and still requires a recognition that whatever transition to even more safe ways of crossing water straits or other transitions to, you know, uh, more utilization of electric vehicles, et cetera, all that's going to take a great deal of time. And none of it is going to be materially uh, changed uh, without massive economic costs in the short run. So, yeah, this is, again, something that everyone should recognize, which, in fact, I think it has to be conceded that even the Trudeau administration was, by their standards, very vigorous yeah. in conveying to the Biden administration that this cannot be disrupted. And again, I think both sides were fortunate that the courts supported rationality, and it didn't require uh, a more political intervention by Biden vis-a-vis the Michigan governor. Well, let's think. So, I mean, we have, there's talks between, you know, Canada and the U.S. that are ongoing over this. Uh, obviously, there's there's the whole court issue that's proceeding. Is is the legal issue the more important side? If the courts toss this, is it done? Or do we still need some resolution so there, between there the is still There is still an action that will play out in federal court launched by the Michigan governor. So all this sparring that we've just been talking about is to change the venue of the adjudication to a more favorable Michigan court than a federal court. I think everyone expects when this is finally heard in federal court, it will reaffirm the jurisdiction of federal regulators who have consistently, for almost now like 70 years, uh, adjudicated that the existing Line 5, in the way that it is currently operated and configured, 
is still safe enough to allow its continued operations. So I think everyone recognizes that when this is adjudicated, not just by federal courts, but by ultimately the federal regulator, uh, existing operations will continue. And I think that's really the understanding that exists between the Biden administration and the Trudeau government. We'll leave it there for now. See how it all plays out, Dennis. Appreciate the insight, as always. Thanks so much for making some time for us. Thank you, Rob. Bye bye. Uh, That's uh, Dennis McConaughey, a former executive with uh, TC Energy, author and commentator on energy policy in Canada. Uh, His uh, most recent book is mentioned, Breakdown, the Pipeline Debate and the Threat to Canada's Future. Much more. Dialogues on Canadian Energy, D-O-C-E dot C-A.